All right, yes, people, it's episode 302 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? I'm doing well. The pod is late. It's Monday night. And first and foremost, fuck GTR. Go via Thames Link Railway. <laughs> Bun you guys for running such a shit train service. <laughs> Bun National Rail Inquiries as well. <laughs> Bun all of you lot. Um, because today I'm trying to get back from my gig. I got on the train and basically what I tried to do, I tried to do the old roundy down. Hey, I don't think a roundy down is a, a move, but basically what happens is when you go past your stop, um, on the express train to cross over on the platform and come back down towards your train and that works perfectly it would have cut out 20 minutes in my journey it only works perfectly if your train gets there on time now it's meant to have a five minute gap between my train arriving and that train departing yeah my train arrives five minutes late i'm pulling up to the platform seeing the train i'm meant to be getting on pulling off in the opposite direction i'm like can't the furious so where I've paid for a weekly ticket, I'm now paying £10 for a cab to drive past my house to go to the train station to pick up my car from the train station. Here I am sat in the car doing the podcast to you, to you, to you, you listening who say, how comes your pod's late? Shut your mouth. All right. Pod's late because I was tired yesterday. Shut up. <laughs> I was tired yesterday. All right. A long day of watching Qatar be too shit to match fix, match fix a game. That's how rubbish Qatar. They are rubbish at football. Put your bets on on them conceding the most goals ever in football. Because I watched Netherlands Senegal today. And both those teams are battering Qatar. It's going to be horrendous scenes. Okay. Um, but whatever football happens today, um, nothing else. Now nah, England, England won. England, right? I was really happy watching it, right? Because I always get swept away with the England thing. It's not, it's not. And I think like a lot of uh, British-born black people, it's thing is you don't support England, but you support the boy them, yeah, and you support the guys who play for your football team. And then you kind of support the guys who used to play for your football team and left on good terms. Which means I'm watching it and I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Eric Dyer, Harry Kane play for my team. Yeah, then I'm looking at Kieran Trippier, who used to play for my team. And then I'm looking at Sacco and Bellingham, Rashford and Sterling and Trent. All those guys, I'm looking at those guys. And obviously the first few goals, it was Bellingham and Saka and Sterling and Saka again. And then Rashford comes on. I'm looking at Rashford and Saka. I'm like, redemption. You don't deserve to, you don't need to redeem yourselves, but redemption for you lot. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, it's looking great. All the boy them. And then Callum Wilson's running through and gone. I'm like, he's another one to demand him. And he squares it to Jack Grealish, who I have nothing against. And he taps it in. I'm like, ah, I'm in six two. Well done, England. I would have liked it if it was just only black boys scoring. But then, Grealish scores. 
And then I get online and then my brother sends me something and other people I'm seeing them posting that Grealish is taking the headlines. He's taking the headlines. And people are like, it's typical, it's racist. Grealish is taking the headlines. We knew this was happening. They don't rate us. You should play for your motherland. A bloody blee, a bloody blah. Um, and I always have the same arguments every year regarding the motherland thing, right? Touched. We'll just dismiss that real quickly. Play for your motherland. Like I said, not only one. I guess any counts of Bellingham. He's mixed race, so technically, his motherland is England. Um, or does it only apply to black players because of the racism they face in their media? Because if it doesn't, then Jack Grealish. He was playing for Ireland's under twenty ones and all stuff when he was at Villa. He was he was in the Ireland setup. They face for England. Play for your motherland. you got to take into account where these guys are from. It's all very well and good. Saying that this guy and this guy and this guy all play for Jamaica. Jamaica would be a good team. Cool. But not every black player is Jamaican. Yeah. You could argue Saka could play for Nigeria. Yeah, sure. The Nigerian team, the African teams are strong. Senegal, Ghana. Fantastic teams. Got to do well in the World Cup. Jamaica only made one World Cup. They've got to get past America, Canada, Costa Rica, Mexico most times. Right? And then the Central American teams. And that's Jamaica. They've made it to one World Cup. Marcus Rashford, his family are from St. Kitts. St. Kitts. Kim Collins. St. Kitts. Now, it's one thing if you're Kim Collins and you're doing the individual sport, whereas I am faster than you, objectively, yeah? We've got a gun that starts the race, we've got a timer, and I can, if I cross that line before you, I win. Individual settings, rep your country, yeah? But in the team sport, you expect Marcus Rashford to go from playing with Bruno Fernandes, Cristiano Ronaldo... You know, those guys, I know they're in the Europa League, but, you know, and I know that Ronaldo said some shit about their trading grab, but you, you get the point I'm making. Top, not, uh, not top facilities, Ronaldo said it's shit. <laughs> but good facilities, yeah, to then play for St. Kitts. You're there saying to... put the ball through to me and the pass is not making it because my man plays for I don't know what teams play in St Kitts this guy's never left St Kitts and this is who you're playing up front with you're playing a 1-2 and that 2 is not coming have you ever played with someone who's really fucking shit like in the 5 aside or 7 aside and they're just the weakest link imagine you've got 10 weak links because everyone says you should play for St Kitts no you don't work hard all your life to then just dash away your career. You know what I mean? Look at the job you do, right? Everyone listening to this pod, the job you do. I imagine you do the job because it probably is the highest paid job that you can do. And there's some other benefits, right? And if someone came along and said, I'll pay you more to do this job. Right? And the people you work with are competent. How about I tell you, you don't get paid for the job then? Because this is what international football is now. You don't get paid for the job. 
Now the other things matter. Like who you're working with. Now I'm saying the job that you actually get paid to do, not do for free, the job you get paid to do. Would you want to be sat next to someone who's just rubbish at their job? Maybe not rubbish, but just really not as good as you. You're dragging the team every day. Every team meeting, you're dragging the team. It's you doing the present. It's you putting the presentations together. It's you putting the report together. That's what Rashford's life would be to pay for St. Kitts. Name me one other player who pays for St. Kitts. Please. I think I did this on a previous pod. They've got players playing for like Enfield Town. Stop it. No, 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 no. But, back to the point I was making. About Grealish stealing the headlines. Did he steal the headlines? Here's the thing. I kept on seeing the same picture from the Daily Mail. Of Grealish. Frank, like, it's the picture. Daily Mail, like, Mail Online. Grealish is the picture. Yet when I go to the Daily Mail, I can't find this. Can't find it anywhere. And it's ironic that I swear it's the exact same picture I'm seeing, right? So I'm not seeing it. So no one else is bothered to go and find it and screenshot it. Maybe they're not able to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm noticing, yeah, see, that one, it doesn't even have who wrote the article. Whereas in the mail, when you look at the mail site, it says who wrote the article. So it's this picture of Grealish. And it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, racism happens, yeah. But sometimes I feel like we, as black people, get baited into this stuff. Get baited into being upset about these things. And I'm not saying these things don't matter. No, no, no. I'm not saying these things don't matter. I'm just saying sometimes these things aren't true. And we're there just getting upset and agitated and angry. Go, look what they've done. Like, the point there, five black players have scored. Yeah. And yet we're here pissed off at England. Because they put Grealish on the thing. And, like, Grealish probably wasn't put on any front page. And here's the thing. Even if he was, so what? He's allowed to be put on a front page. He did score. And if you go through all these websites, guess what? There's an editorial about Bellingham. And there's an editorial about Saka. You see what I mean? And there's an editorial about Rashford. I don't think there's an editorial about Sterling on there. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just... It depends what you want to focus your attention on. And like I said, I'm not saying these things don't exist. I'm not saying that these things aren't subliminal. I'm not saying that. But there's sometimes... It's like, it's either we look for it... Or they dangle just a little bit. And we just go... No, 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 no. Straight away. Straight away. And just creates this weird tension. Now you can't even enjoy the game. That is, I don't. Know. I don't, man. And I'm saying, and, and, and Greenish had a little side story as well. If you read into it, I'm not sure if you did read to it, where he promised uh, a boy with cerebral palsy that he'll do a dance. There's a video of him at kids, Man City fan comes to the training ground, does a dance, 
for Jack, and he goes, I think he says, if I score for England, I'll do that dance. I'll score at the World Cup, I'll do that dance. Man scores at the World Cup, he does this dance. That's making headlines. Guess what? This is how I know people don't know the context, because then there's memes of Jack Grealish trying to fit in with the black boys, because everyone's as as taking it as a dance for, like, um, like he's trying to do some kind of, I don't know what kind of dance, some kind of dance that black people do. People are taking it for that. When that's not the inspiration to the dance. Now maybe the boy, maybe the little boy saw black people do a dance online and he's doing that dance. I don't know, but what I'm saying is the inspiration was I'm doing this for you, little boy. That's it. So, so and then it's and then again it then it makes people a little bit mad that they're now cussing that Jack Grealish is taking the headlines. It's like he did a dance for a kid with cerebral palsy. Yeah, it was like, no, but institutional racism. It's like, yeah, it's there, but it's not now. Come on. You know? But I get it. Come on. No, all I'm saying is, black people, is we're one game into the World Cup. There's more than enough time for some racism to come out, all right? So let's not just shoot our load yet. It's going to come. When England don't win, it doesn't come home. They want to send us home. And that's when we come in and be like, told ya. When it's just, you know what I mean? It's just slam dunk, unequivocal racism. Because it will be there, don't worry. It'll always be there. It's going to come. So there it is. But yeah. But I hope Saka, you know, he's Arsenal. I, I always hope that those guys all do well. Like Saka and Rashford and Bellingham and all those guys. I want them to do well, man. It's one thing wanting England to lose, but. I don't want those guys to lose. I want them to win. So, and then win, in it? So, come on, England. And Senegal. And Ghana. Not so much Morocco. <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, and Cameroon. Well, shout out Cameroon. I think that's it. Right, what else has happened this week? I was talking about Ronaldo, Ronaldo's interview. Um, have you heard Ronaldo's interview? Uh, you might not have heard it over the sounds of Piers Morgan's tongue in his eyes. <laughs> Alright, listen, if you haven't seen it, you watch the interview. Then watch Simon Jordan from Talk Sport. He doesn't always talk sense, but he drags Piers Morgan was saying, listen, you didn't challenge Cristiano Ronaldo once in this interview. And this is the same thing you accused Oprah Winfrey of doing with Meghan Markle. That's what I'm saying. Meg and Piers Morgan just didn't. He's like, no, totally different. Totally different. This really makes me laugh about us as human beings, right? Because I probably said some stuff in this pod that don't make sense to someone else. To like he's chatting shit. Don't agree with him. Um, but everyone takes wins and losses, right? Because that was an L for Piers Morgan at that moment. Because, you know, Ronaldo was saying things like, there's, uh, there's directors, the president. I spoke to the president. And some Jordan's like, there is no president at Man United. So why didn't you ask him who he's talking about? Why didn't you get him to name names? Like you wanted Meghan Markle to name names when she was talking about she suffered racism. Didn't get. So, you know, he got an L there. But then he got a W. Because he was talking about the hypocrisy of us being upset about the World Cup being in Qatar. Because let's all agree that the it can be contro- controversial, but 
This should have happened years ago. But they even put their name down for the bid. Um, let's watch the FIFA Uncovered documentary on Netflix. You see that Seth Blatter said Qatar shouldn't get it in the documentary. I mean, his reasons were nefarious. But <laughs> but yeah, but um, he was, I can't remember the lady's name. I said this woman and she's not just this woman. You'd recognise her face. She's a big time presenter, like newsreader. I can't think. Blonde, older woman, tanned, dark features. But dark eyes and stuff, you, you know. Anyway, he say it reeks of hypocrisy. She say no because they they've bat, they don't um have homes they, they homosexuality is illegal. And he's like, well, hold on. If you count the teams in the World Cup, he goes, it's even one sixth for one quarter of the teams homosexuality is illegal. He goes what? So should they not be allowed to play at the World Cup? She's like, oh, well, well. And he goes, and where does it end? He goes, all right, you've got homosexuality there. Then there's other countries. He goes, what about America? They've got abortion laws. We don't have those same abortion laws. They're, they're offensive to us as a country. So what, are we then going to just boy, say boycott the US? He goes, well, even us. He goes, because the moral compass, where does it end? Because are we even morally, uh, are we even morally upright as, as a country? This Piers Morgan saying this. He goes, yeah, we start an illegal war in Iraq. That's led to the deaths of millions and millions of people. He goes, where does it end? And then she's just like, no, but this is different. You've literally just said like a, a an up you to LGBT rights. And he goes, let me ask you a question. Simple question. And she goes, what? And he goes, would you visit the Middle East on holiday? And she's like, um, yes. He goes, then conversation done. And it was so true. Was such a zing moment conversation done because you wouldn't even boycott a holiday you go to anywhere in the world for a holiday and you'll go there and you're upset about their laws but you'll go there on holiday and give them money but you want to chastise these guys for doing their jobs and this is the thing that annoys me about these world issues that always happen yeah is it's these big guys in suits behind closed doors who made the decisions who they're ones that should be culpable but they just make these decisions and it ends up being your your working person on the floor now a lot of them from working class backgrounds but at the end of the day it doesn't actually matter if they're working class or not they're just doing their job yeah like a tv a football commentator's job is to commentate on football this is the biggest football tournament happens every four years so then start asking these guys who this is their job they've got families to feed mortgages to pay to go don't do your job because i'm upset he said this is the job i do if you were upset then you should have where is why aren't you marching when it got decided now here you want me to take action they want these footballers to take a stand these footballers' jobs is to play football. Yeah? If they choose, if they so choose to make a stand, then big them up. But it's this whole thing, what do you think about what's happening in the country? They tried to get Carlos Kiros out of here. He's the Iranian manager, yeah? So obviously they've got the, the women's rights stuff happening in Iran. And they did a protest, to be fair, the players. They didn't sing the national anthem in solidarity with the women of Iran and against the regime in Iran. Big them up, right? But people asking Carlos Kiros in, in interviews about, you know, up leading, to, um, leading up to World Cup, what do you think about the what's happening in Iran? How do you feel about managing a, a country that does that? And he's like, oh, Don, I managed the football team. 
And what are you asking me these questions for? Like, how, how much do you pay me to answer that question? And then he goes, and before you ask me that, you, the person from the UK, how are you treating immigrants coming to your immigration, coming to your country? Exactly. This country is trying to deport people, get them on planes from Rwanda and midnight flights all out the place. But, hey, let's talk about the issues in your country. So I'm saying, man, this world, this world. Um, but what else has been going on this week? Because <laughs> I'm just ranting. I am ranting. I mean, I did a work in progress show today. It's the first one of my sh- of my uh, hour that I'm building. Did 30 minutes today at the Tabard Theatre down at Turnham Green, West London. Really nice little theatre. I want to go back there and later on next year when the hour is nearer to completion. And we'll do that. But it's good to half now. Did you know? Did the bits that I haven't tried out before. Got you know. Those got 45 minutes next week on Monday at Wonderville at the Wonderville Festival in Haymarket in in London. Never heard of it. We'll see how that sells. I didn't do any promotion for this gig. We sold 17 tickets. Now that doesn't sound like a lot. That is more than enough for what I did today. You just need a few people in there just to hear what they if they laugh at certain bits. And yeah, it was good. It's good, man. And so, yeah, it's got next week. Um, so, yeah, get that going. Um, I think that's it. I think that's what, all that's been going on in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm starting from Monday because I can't think of last week. What did I do last week? I don't think I gigged in the week last week. Did I? Did I? Um... Let's see. Let's have checked my calendar. This is how I run my life, looking at my calendar, forward and the past, future and past. Um, uh, a gig in Northwest London on Wednesday. I was after doing the photo shoots for my poster. Uh, that was cool as well. Um, got to discuss with my agents about that. Uh, shit, I need to go back to them as well about another gig I've got coming up. Anyway, what else did I do this week? Had a nice Zoom call with some TV producers about something that might be coming up. So I'll keep you posted where I can keep you posted if you know what I mean. But it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff that I wanted to talk about in in news and in the world. Um, yeah, I don't think anything else controversial has happened. So let's just um, shall we just get on with um, dear Deirdre because that's what you bloody Ross Clarks came here for. Do you hear about my life? Do you? Don't hear about my life? You cheeky Ross Clarks. Anyway, let's get. <laughs> Let's get to this dearest of Deirdre's. Golly. Dear Deirdre, I'm worried my wife is cheating on me with her male colleagues. Not even colleague. Colleagues. Oh, no. Colin and Dave from the building site. Making your wife airtight. Every whole field. Every whole field. Oh, no. Let's invite Phil and Bill. Oh, no. Need to chill. Anyway, my wife's flirting with her male colleagues made, made, made me sick to my stomach and reminded me she's capable of cheating. Wait, when you say reminds you she's capable of cheating, I said as a 
independent autonomous entity that she can she could do that at some point or you mean she cheated on you before and you took her back and you said it's all good babe i forgive you i love you and then you haven't really let it go let's see she's 41 and works for a radio station i'm 45 and work in the quality department at a food processing plant okay this is my second marriage and I have custody of my son who is eight from my first marriage. Although I know my wife loves him, I do everything for him. She has had various jobs, but when she's in an all-male environment, she transforms into someone else. She wears far more revealing outfits and spends hours getting ready. When she worked for a, fee, for, for a, female, for a woman's magazine in an all-female team, she looked so casual by comparison. I've always been wary since she cheated early on in our relationship when she worked in banking she worked from banking and then radio mad a message on the phone said thank you for a memorable night oh she sucked the man off and you're gonna have to deal with it gonna have to deal with it gonna have to deal with it she sucked the man off and you're gonna have to deal with it or you have to leave hey talking about that someone told me a story about um they were knocking about some girl who's engaged and i said you know, and I assumed that they were sleeping with each other and he goes, nah, nah, we kissed a few times and she went down on me a few times and I was like, oh my god I go, that is worse I go, you didn't even sleep with her? he goes, nah and I was like, my word I go, she is the worst type of cheat she didn't even get your tinks inside her tink she just wanted it in the mouth and then apparently, yeah she um a fella walked in not on them doing to do but walked in on that and um now now they're on holiday together i mean the fiance and the person she was engaged she's engaged to yeah and the person she cheated with he's just living his life <laughs> crazy anyway she said thank you it's a thing for remember night she had been on a training course so when i saw it i asked her who it was from she told me she'd had a bit of a fumble with someone, but said, don't worry, it meant nothing. What, what are you talking? I almost headbutted my steering wheel. How are you got Do what? I kind of respect her, though. I kind of respect her. She didn't even deny the cheating. She just told her, man, shut up. Don't worry about it. Shut up. Don't worry about it. Why haven't you taken the bins out yet? Changing subject. Shut up. Don't worry about it. Did you press record? On I'm a celebrity, get me out of here because I ain't watched it yet. Yeah, you mean she just fucking hell. Talk about I'm a celebrity. That was another thing that happened this week, innit? Shout out to the ESM boys. Said no to racism. Um, the all three people who are black in the show were up for eviction. And then I think Charlene and Charlotte have gone. Can't believe really Gorgeous. No, Charlene and Charlotte, no, Scarlet. Scarlet and Douglas. I'm not saying anymore. And um <laughs> as I go up in this comedy world, these are people I could meet, so I shouldn't make certain jokes. Uh but yeah. Good looking woman. Anyway. My, I'm messy. My wife knows she's a good-looking woman. 
Um, anyway, yeah, they've been kicked off the show, and people have gone racism. But I'm seeing black people going, nah, Charlene needed to go. And Scarlett, yeah. Well, I've seen some black people not like Scarlett anyway because she's too pally pally with Matt Hancock. Sometimes it's the way it goes, isn't it? I mean, I get it, though. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, back to the dilemma. Um, She said she had a bit of a fumble with someone, but said, don't worry about it. It meant enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I had a fumble. What do you mean, fumble? Fumble to me implies hand stuff. Just. You fingered your wife, mate. You fingered her. Did, and did you fumble to finish? Because that's something. Did he just jizz on your tights? Like, what happened? But I don't want to know. You know what I mean? It's one of those anyway, her company had the annual family day recently, but the experience brought those bad memories flooding back. My son couldn't wait to go and had a great time with the other children while I stood around watching everyone. Yeah, trying to work out whose cock has been in my wife's hands. My wife blanked me, but around her male colleagues, she was giggling like a schoolgirl when they focused on her low-cut top. Yeah, she had some self-esteem issues. I even heard her say to her boss, oh, that kid's not mine. He's my husband's son. I mean, that's technically true. I don't know what you wanted to say. I don't know how she refers to him in other contexts, but yeah. She kept touching a man who was probably in his late 20s. I barely spoke to her afterwards. And when she asked what was up, I told her I wasn't happy about her behaviour. She said the flirting is all in your head. She is gas lighter, 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 gas lighter, gas lighter, gasoline. No, what I mean, Maybelline, maybe she burn with it. Now, anyway, that is mad. Anyway, um... She's in my head, I wouldn't put it past her to be doing more than flirting with these men if she gets the chance. Mate, just leave. It's caused you so much distress. It's caused you so much distress. You just don't need the pain. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. She's going to get her cheeks whacked out. You don't need to be there for it. Take your son out of that environment before he gets too attached to this harlot. And um, just move on. There's, There's lovely women out there, man. Lots of lovely women. So don't waste your time with this one, all right? Uh, all right, I mean, she's your wife. You're going to have to get divorced. But hopefully that's not too costly for you. Because everyone knows divorce is cheap. Anyway. Unhappy families. My daughter got into university, but brother refuses to congratulate her. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. My daughter is at a dream university and everyone in the family was over the moon. Except for, oh, your brother. That's weird. I thought it was her brother. Because I thought that's kind of funny. They're the same, similar age. and It's just silly. You know? Like, uh, you know, he's done something. She takes too long in the bathroom. He, he fucking hates her. And they'll get on when they're adults. But, um, no, your brother, her uncle. Why is she mad? Um. So, my daughter is at her dream university. And everyone in the family was over the moon. Except for my brother. My mum bought flowers and my sister sent her a card and some chocolates. My husband and I invited the family for lunch to celebrate, but my brother said he was working. I think it was an excuse because looking back, I realised he was the same when she passed the GCSEs and the driving test. Does he have a kid the same age? He's not doing so well because that tends to happen. Um, there was stony silence. 
I'm a woman of 39. My daughter is 18. My brother is 37. He is single. He does okay. He has a good job. Drives a nice car. What's he got to moan about? Why can't I be happy for her? My daughter was upset initially, but she says she's over it. I'm not, though. A phone call, even a text to his niece would have gone a long way. Listen, um, yeah, something's going on with him. Um, you know, I, I think it's just sometimes, generally, what it is, is if you haven't resolved your life, you, things in people's lives trigger you. And maybe just the fact that you're like, you've got your husband and you've got your daughter and your daughter's doing well, it's all going nice. Now, what you, what your markers of success, even having a nice job, even having a nice car, are just normalities for him. That's what happens with us. The things that we strived for once in our lives just become normality. And then we take them for granted. We climb the ladder of life. We only tend to look up at the rungs above us, the rungs we haven't climbed. And we very rarely look back and see how high we are in, on this ladder. You see? So we just look up and up and up and up and never look back. And if we did just take a little bit of time to stay still on the ladder and look back, you realise, Jesus Christ, I've climbed a long way. But instead, you're just looking up at your ladder and looking at things you haven't climbed. Or you're looking across at other people's ladders. You're like, oh, where are they climbing to? I'm not climbing over there. Well, I need to climb over there. So similar to you, you don't see your kid as something. I mean, you're obviously proud of your kid, but. You don't see it as anything to be envious about because it's just just my kid. And you're almost like, you can share in the success because it's your niece. But to him, he's like, no, not, not really. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe your daughter's a dick. <laughs> he said congratulations once when she beat him at Scrabble when she was eight years old. And she was like, shut up, Uncle Steve, you suck. He's just like, fuck this little girl. I hate her guts forever. I don't know. We don't know what goes on in people's minds. Uh, Rotted, what is going on? What is going on in this world? Um, Let's go again. Let's what's going on in this world. Let's carry on. My partner sent me a text to say she was going to cheat on me. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. Let's 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 really open this up. Let's open this up. Let's let's go down honesty lane. I've cheated on ex-girlfriends before, right? In my younger days, in my stupid days, and um, it's never been premeditated, though. You know, never been premeditated. So I've just been carried away with the vibes. Um, some situations are voidable like if you really put a level head on it or you put a head on it that you really don't want to cheat as a man that you feel like, I'm not going to that situation I don't need to be at that house party in state of four you know what I mean kind of the situation you avoid now as a married man you're just like I'm not going to that oh there I'm staying out for another drink you can crash at mine uh, no I'm a married man for a child I'm, I'm going to go home because that's where I live. You know? But when you're that rascal, you're like, yeah, I'll stay out. I'll stay out. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go crash here. Let's crash at these girls' house. Drinks at your house? Yeah. Now it's you as two guys with four girls in their flat, in their house, in their house here. Giggle, giggle, giggle. What are you doing there? Go home. Nope, I'm here. 
those situations can happen. That's that's a level above the first one. So the first one completely unplanned. That one going to a situation that should be they should avoid. Then you've got having an affair, you know, like. But I've never known anyone to tell someone premeditated cheating and actually pre-disclosure. I am going to cheat on you tonight. To blood clot night. <laughs> Keep running your mouth. Keep running your mouth, Stacey. Because I'm going out and I'm cheating on you tonight. Good night. Door slams. Anyway, dear dude, my partner sent me a text to say she was going. Oh, it's, it's the woman. So she's going, to, she's going to cheat on me. As far as I know, she didn't. But I can't stop thinking about it. We are both 34. I'm a builder. We go out with friends. She sees her friends when she wants. And always... Ha- and I always have a few pints on a Friday night with mine. She gets annoyed when I drink, but it's only once a week. Last Saturday, she wanted to go out for dinner because it was our anniversary. Should have gone. When I wasn't home by 11pm, that's pretty late. Um, she sent me a text saying she wouldn't be there when I got home. She was going out on the pool. By the time I got in, she was asleep. I had a, I had a hangover the next day, but asked her if she wanted to go out for our anniversary dinner. She said, dinner, you must be joking. She hasn't spoken to me since. Well, yeah, mate, you was going out for your anniversary dinner. Like, did you have to go out that night? You know, especially if you haven't even planned anything. So, I mean, that's all you had to plan it. You didn't even bother do that, you little rascal. So now, can't side with you there, mate. But I don't think she cheated on you. I think she was just trying to hurt your feelings because that's what they do sometimes, isn't it? They concoct a lovely sentence that will hurt your feelings. She knows you're a rattle, yeah? So what you need to do is just um, just not be rattled. Just go, did you pull? And then just do a drunken burp in the bed. Maybe fart, turn over, go back to sleep. <laughs> Then send her some roses and her favourite chocolates and take her out to a lovely meal. Even if she says she doesn't want to go, just like, well, we're going out. Get in the car. What? I said get in the car! Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Like I said, catch me in Norwich on Thursday or at Wonderville on Monday doing a work in progress show. It'll be 45 minutes this time as we build up and I tried to make the joke sharper and less fluffy because they're really fluffy today, but it was still good. Hey, anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. Peace.